And we are live after our two-week hiatus with another episode of uh, SEC Tavern Talk. And joining me today is my co-host, Rob. What's going on, Rob? Glad to be back with it, man. Been been uh, crazy busy, but uh, I missed last week, so let's get back to it. Yes, sir. Uh, and our uh, old producer, James, is with us. What's going on, James? Uh, hanging out in Colorado for the week, heading back on Saturday, and then it's back to the grindstone, uh, finish up with school, and uh, figure out what business venture God has for me to pursue, and then uh, how he's going to help me use that for uh, his purposes. So uh, that's uh, that's what's up with me right now. Awesome, awesome. I got man. a quick question. What's man, that? How, how thick is that mustache going to get, James? Oh, mine or JB's? No, JV's has been the same for like two years. Oh, I, dude, I, just, mine, I, I just trimmed recently, so. Mine does <laughs> not get it's very. Not, thick. It's not. It's not the length. It's like it, mm-hmm. it's getting more full looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a picture I can send y'all uh, of me with like a full on like Civil War beard and mustache. Nice. Um, but that was a bit of a pain to maintain. So. Hey. Uh, that's what I want, man. I I want to I want to grow yeah. mine out, but my wife won't let me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I don't have to worry about that yet. Yeah. And joining us also, my man, Calvin Howard. What's up, Calvin? Welcome, welcome. How y'all doing out there? Hope we have a good night. We made it to the weekend. That means we're going to watch some SEC football. Yes, sir. That's right. Calvin is joining us from what looks like a studio apartment over there, man. Yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm here at the Chateau, the Chateau El Calvin. That's that's where we at right now. You know, uh, uh, we no, we got no, some. You, you're not at the Chateau de Calvin. You're at the Krusty Krab. Oh, 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 the champagne, you know, we got the crabs and the lobster tails and all that good stuff. The expensive stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> the 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 best caviar and the crystal. Just anyway. Oh. <laughs> and you can't forget them Rocky Mountain oysters. That's right. We went from <laughs> we went from shake and bake to lobsters and steak. That's what we've been doing. I ain't touching no mountain oyster man. That John, John Denver's, Denver's full of, <laughs> and I ain't touching no mountain oyster, man. I'm sorry, bro. I actually I wanted to have some. We were down in Vail, uh, the, uh, yesterday or the day before. It was yesterday. We were down in Vail yesterday. We we're looking for a lunch spot, and I'm like, I want to try some Rocky Mountain oysters because like somebody, um, like a couple of years ago, I was coming up to Colorado, and uh, somebody at my church asked me if I was going to try some Rocky Mountain oysters, and I was like, eh. I know what they were. Ooh, I found out. Ooh, yeah. I was grossed out. Mm-hmm. But then recently I've been like, okay, let's do it. Also, my phone is on its last legs. Like, uh, it doesn't hold a charge. Um, so, like, uh, I've got to keep it plugged in. And even though I've got it currently plugged in, it's still draining uh, with the video call. So I don't know how long I'm going to be here with you all. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my, uh, my view of... Or we'll just we'll get you back in if you want to get on a laptop or something later. But um, well, I'm, my laptop, the Wi-Fi is busted in it, so I have to tether it to my phone. So if my phone's dead, I'm not getting on the okay. internet. <laughs> That's fine, man. That's fine. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I do want to say that my uh, view of mountain oysters um, can be expressed with, with what Rodney Carrington had to say about it, and he said that he was somewhere at a restaurant, and he said these mountain oysters, what do they taste like? And they said chicken. And I said, "Well, you bring me chicken, because <laughs> I, I, I don't want no surprise." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, but I tell you what, though, those Rocky Mountain oysters gonna have a way more testosterone than that chicken. You want to go fight a bull? You you have them Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! For those of you who are listening who don't know what our mountain oysters are, they are bull testicles. Anyway, yes, I said <laughs> I said testicles on air. All right. So, let's get started. Uh, <laughs> uh, James, you want to open us in prayer like you did last time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
God, thank you for bringing us all here together uh, virtually, uh, giving us the opportunity to lift one another up in fellowship and talk about sports and football and just kind of relax from the the hecticness of life, you know, and just take a little enjoyment from your creation and uh, your earth in its fullness. I ask now that you guard our tongues, uh, guard our words, uh, mine specifically, because that seems to be a problem that I have. <laughs> um, and uh, I ask that we only use words that are edifying to one another, even when we're, we're ribbon and jaw jacking back and forth. Um, and I ask that uh, in in speaking about you, that we only speak the truth. And if we are in error, that uh, the error would be made apparent. Uh, I ask now again that uh, you got our words. You give us a, a wonderful time of fellowship over this next hour or however long it is. And uh, may you be glorified. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. What you got for us, Rob? Uh, we're going the same way we always yeah, do. Yeah. Who's Just got recap? Same. We got we got a good bit. Well, I only have one, but we got two weeks to recap here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and start it off, and I mean, there's not much to say. Georgia, Bama. You know, the 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 game was a great half a game, <laughs> as usual. Um, but I think, I think the flag Georgia's getting from certain non-fans of Georgia and Alabama are, is a little over the top, but I mean, that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I will discuss the, um, more on that later because, uh, in another topic, so. I have a question. I, really about it. I have a question so, about that. Um, when is Georgia going to play a full game against Alabama? <laughs> uh, December nineteenth. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, I don't see Florida beating us this year, but that's for future weeks conversation. Uh, JB. Uh, my, yeah, man. Um, I will see Kentucky beat the pants off of Tennessee, uh, which we didn't predict, but I'm glad they did. Because uh, anytime Tennessee loses, it makes me happy. Because uh, because they low down, they dirty, and they some snitches. Uh, Thirty-four to seven on Rocky Top, as a matter of fact. They lost at home. And. Texas A&M beats Mississippi State, uh, and I'm going to let James, uh, or I'm going to let Calvin recap that since he's our guest. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so James, also, so, yeah, y'all can, so you James, can jump in. So, so James, me and you going to be like LeBron, James, and Dwayne. Wait, which, which game are you going to take over? Are you going to take over uh, Florida or uh, Mississippi State? Because whatever one you're going to take over, I'll take over the other one. Uh. I guess I'll take over Florida because I didn't actually really watch that much of the Mississippi State game. Like, I had my, my best friend over at my house, and we were talking about some big stuff and stuff that was going on in our lives. And so we didn't pay that much attention to the game. Like, we watched the first half, and then we left, and then we came back with, like, three minutes left in the game, and AM was pulling away. So uh, it was like, okay, cool, we win. Um, Florida, I'm trying to recall what happened because I'm pretty sure I watched or, or at least kept up with uh, – with part of it, uh, but I was also flying out. Uh, you know, I was flying out that Saturday. So, well, uh, what happened? Mm-hmm. happened was Kellen Mond turned into a competent quarterback. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, oh. yeah. He's finally starting to play up to his potential. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, go ahead, continue. Calvin. Oh, who me? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, oh, y'all, yes, oh, y'all want y'all want to talk about the Mississippi, Mississippi State? State. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All, all right then. All, let's, all right then. Let's get it. So, um, the Texas A&M Aggies beat Mississippi State twenty-eight to fourteen. Kellamont he threw for one hundred thirty-nine yards. I know a lot of y'all think, oh no, Kellamont he struck. He had a bad game. But here's the thing: when you running the ball, why do you need to pass for four hundred yards every game? If you run the ball and punch him in the mouth. Keep on running. So they had a balanced running game. They ran for 186 yards, passed for 139, and it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty, it was a game where you really felt that Aggies was the better team. They went on the road. They took care of business. Mississippi State looked good, but you know, 
I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, you know, one week they look like juggernauts about to take over the SEC. Next week they look like complete misses. I mean, they they threw the ball for forty yards, only got two hundred nineteen yards passing. That that that's foolery. How you gonna do that? How? But anyway, um, so that's what happened. And um, Kellen Mond, you know, he's starting to be more of a competent quarterback. I don't know, I don't know what's been going on up there in Aguiland, but um, he's starting to turn into the man. So you know, the dude's really doing his thing, and you know. Ain't it really good? And I, I, I'm gonna say this: I think they could make a run because because when you look at the look at the schedule, hold on, put up schedule. They got Arkansas, that's gonna be a win. Or uh, South hmm. Carolina, that could be tricky. But um, they 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 could, they could have a nice. They possibly could be LSU, but we ain't gonna talk about that. But um, hmm. they could have a possibly a nine ten win season. It, it could happen. They can get to a nice little bowl game. No more piggly wiggly bowls. You know what I'm saying? No, no more mama's family bowls. Mama's family. <laughs> mama's family and Raytown. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no Raytown bowl. No more Raytown. No bowl. Raytown bowl. Um, also, the last week or week, week before last, we had Auburn <laughs> losing to South Carolina, which was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yes. I loved that uh, after the way they did you guys dirty. Yeah, I know, right? That deserved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, their Auburn luck ran out. Oh yeah, and Arkansas beats Ole Miss thirty-three to twenty-one. So Arkansas is Mississippi State champions uh, this year. Hey, hey, I told you, I yeah. told you they were they were going to come back with a fire. They knew that they were better, and they knew that they deserved that win, mm-hmm. and they were going to come back and they were going to win it. I told you. Yep. Not only did they beat them, but they forced seven turnovers, which was Ooh, beautiful. Not... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, but if they can only win by two points with seven turnovers, like what? What was the uh, the margin? What they were like plus plus six, plus five? Well, they won by twelve. Oh, oh, sorry, I misheard you. I thought it was thirty three to thirty one. I thought that's no. that's what I heard you say. Not thirty three twenty one. Thirty three twenty one. Yeah, and the the margin was uh, plus five. So. Yeah, they should they should they should have won by more, but the offense is kind of lacking, um, yeah, to, to say the least. Defense is amazing though. <laughs> um, yeah, we had <coughs> six interceptions. I think two of those were pick sixes. So, like I said, the offense is atrocious if our defense is scoring, you know, a, a good bulk of the the touchdowns there. Um, uh, the offense didn't do terrible. It's just we we just we we can't really do much like it takes us we, we have a couple of good uh, uh series um but usually it's like three and out <laughs> like it's it's i don't i don't know what you're saying it's felipe franks at, at its finest um but the he's stat line for corral was 20 for 38 for 200 yards but he really threw for about 400 yards yeah, right. Just two under one in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He yeah, he threw he threw uh what? two touchdown okay, passes. Guess what his guess what his QBR was for that game? Uh seventy seven. Uh, it's gotta be like nine point two. Nine point two? Yeah. I, I believe that. I mean if you throw six interceptions, man, I mean <laughs> you're, uh, And the only reason it was that high is because he threw two TDs. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Exactly. It probably would have been like zero. Yeah. Maybe one of the lowest QBR scores I've ever seen. But I love it. You know, um, the the two biggest guys that I really wanted as coaches were Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, and we have mm-hmm. manhandled both of them this year. So that that makes me so happy. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sam uh, Pittman. Uh, I think yes. Uh, wait, so what happened to Chad Moore? Thinking. Chad Morris? Yeah, what happened to him? He's an offensive coordinator at Auburn. Oh. Oh. Really? No, one of that offense is so bad. Well, <laughs> actually, actually, what he is is he's, he stands on the sidelines and lets Gus handle everything pretty much. Is what, is what it's... Gus doesn't ever let an offensive coordinator do anything. What? So, really, really, he's just someone that they pay money to stand there and call whatever plays that he picks for him. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, Auburn really is is disappointing. I mean, 
Bo Nick's supposed to be a five star guy. Where is the five star coming from? Because I don't see it. He's just been okay at best, but he's not been that special guy. I mean, the offense just been looking bad. Just. I guess they're finding out that Chad Morris was not the genius behind Clemson's offense. It was uh, what's his nuts. Uh, Dabo, Dabo, yeah, Dabo, Dabo Swinney. Thank you. Yeah, it, they're finding out that. Oh yeah, Chad Morris got. Well, you know, Chad Morris left for a reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and yeah, and so. the, the two offensive coordinators that he that he kind of trained and um, that they took over their offense. They did a lot. They did a lot better than Chad Morris did when he was there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tony Elliott and I forget the, what the other guy's name is, but. Um, they both have won uh, um, assistant mm-hmm. the Frank Rules assistant coach of the year award. You know, both of them have won it. You know, separately. So it's kind of cool uh, to see that happen after he left. So he, he he's showing his true colors. That's what we're saying. So mm-hmm. um, let's move on to the next week, uh, which was last week. We only had four games, uh, so Mizzou beat Kentucky twenty to ten. Um, Alabama beat those pumpkin orange guys in Tennessee, forty eight to seventeen. Auburn beats Ole Miss in another controversial fashion, uh, thirty five to twenty eight. And LSU finally got their heads on straight and put put another quarterback in, and they. Beat the pants off of uh, South Carolina, fifty-two to twenty-four. So, Real quick, yeah. um, before we get started on the breakdowns, at any point are we going to talk about that field goal that the ball hit the post four times and then bounced out? <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, don't don't let me derail the breakdowns. Schedule, I just yeah. wanted to put I mean, that thought out there. That was that was not on the schedule, but I mean that was the most insane thing that I. It's a sign of the times, man. Everything. Like. If if I were the uh, Guinness Book of World Records, I would call that kicker up and say, "We want to put you in here," because this <laughs> never happened again. And there's no way you can convince me that it's ever happened before. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's no well, evidence. Kickers have been so bad this season. It's been it's been terrible to but watch. That's not even bad. That's just like the most unlucky that you can get. Hey hey, yeah. I mean, you know what we say about luck. It don't exist. You know, it's all God's sovereignty. It's just what's his purpose for it. Well, God's sovereignty yeah, was to, to give that it. kicker a quadruple doink is what the God's sovereignty <laughs> was. <laughs> it, it was meant to be. It was definition of doink. <laughs> yes, all right. So, anyway, breakdowns, breakdowns. Yeah, so I want Re- to, I want to discuss um, offense versus defense, and I don't mean, like, one team versus the next. Next, I want to discuss it in the sense of there is talk among experts and Kerry Smart, Nick Saban, uh, whoever, you know, people are saying that um, the tide is shifting, not to use use Alabama's name there. Uh, That was accidental. But the, the course of college football, they say it's changing from elite defenses to elite offenses is what is really going to win games and eventually national championships. Um, I agree that it's shifting, but not to the degree that some that are saying that it is. Um, yeah. Nick Saban says, he, he said after, after the uh, Georgia game, he said that um, – Offense first, an elite offense versus elite defense right now, an elite offense is going to win every time. I don't necessarily agree with that. I see where he's coming from, and I do think elite offense is more prevalent in today's game than a defense. But I will use Oklahoma as an example every single time. Hmm. They have one of the most explosive offenses every year, and what does Lincoln Riley do? He loses an important game that doesn't make it to the playoffs or he makes it there and he gets the crap beat out of them. So mm-hmm. to yeah. me, I think that an elite defense alone, not going to win it anymore. Like it used to, I will, I will concede to that. However, 
if you have an elite defense, like, like, not trying to be biased here, but by the numbers, Georgia has the best defense in the country right now. Yeah. By that, I think if you have an elite defense, you just need to have a good enough offense. Mm-hmm. Right now, Georgia doesn't. But with an elite defense who can stop teams and a good enough offense, I think that's good enough to potentially win a national championship. I think if you have an elite offense, you still need a pretty good defense. Now, people want to knock Alabama's defense, and that's I think that's where people are using this argument right now a lot in the game against Ole Miss. But one game does not make an entire team a bad defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I, I wouldn't use that as the, the barometer for that argument. The thing is, I mean, yeah, great offenses are going to win games, but are they going to win important games is the question. Look at the mm-hmm. last several national champions. I mean, you've had LSU, you've had Alabama, you've had Clemson, you've had Ohio State. They've all had elite defenses. And yeah, sure, you know, last year's LSU offense was amazing. And I mean, and the, you know, they've had good offenses too, but what won what has won those championships was defense. Um well, you got to stop it's people. also it's it's harder it's harder to here. differentiate it's harder to differentiate between elite defenses and elite offenses like elite offenses you know um like if they're an elite offense you know they just run up the score you know like get it really high and an elite defense like they can you can't go below zero right like you can have you know your certain number of like you know tackles, sacks, you know, interceptions, forced fumbles, whatever, you know, and so, but they're completely different metrics, you know, um, like score wins games. And so it's really easy to see, oh yeah, that team's got an elite offense, but because you can't go below zero, like it's hard to judge who an elite defense really is. Um, And so like, and on top of that, competition has a lot to do with it. If you're like, you know, the Clemson and the ACC, where it's like there's only like maybe one other good team every five years, uh, then they're constantly stomping the crap out of them. However, they consistently get to the playoffs and they consistently do well. So that proves that they're an elite offense. You've got guys like overrated state up in the, you know, the, the B1G. Um, and like you can never tell because they've always got weak competition. And then like they get to their bowl game and they get the crap kicked out of them by someone who's way underranked. Uh, you know, or ranked way beneath them, or say, I don't remember when the last time they won the playoffs is, but but you get my point. Like it's a lot easier to, or I mean, it's it's a very complex situation, I guess, judging elite defenses versus elite offenses. And the best way to judge an elite offense is, you know, do they win games and do they win the big games? The best way to judge an elite defense is, we don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, you can see their stats, but I mean, those stats can be padded by competition and unless they've got scoring defense, then it's really, really hard to tell if they're an elite defense or not. So, uh, yeah. And, and uh, well, of, I, I want to get to you in just a second, but oh my one interesting stat that I've heard today that I did not know people last year were kind of like hitting hard on LSU defense and saying, you know, they, their defense is lacking in a lot of areas. In, one interesting stat that is really good to know, and especially in this argument, LSU was number one in passes knocked down last year, 77. They had the most in the entire country. That's an important stat when you figure you're keeping guys out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. You can stop. This is something Dan Lanning's talked about before, where he's talked about, like, this is more to specific plays than it is drives, but it, it paints the same picture. He says if you if you play defense everything right, eighty percent of the play, but the last twenty percent you don't, well then it you you didn't it's zero percent because you didn't complete the play. It doesn't matter. You can do everything but make one mistake. If they gain those twenty yards, it doesn't matter. And so that applies to the entire game, I think, and 
if you don't have, if you allow them to score the, the stat line of actual, like how many yards and things like that, important, but it's not as important to right. the actual production of the defense. Calvin, what were you going to say? Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm going to say two things. First off, I think you can still have an elite defense. I think nowadays the defense need to have, need to, it's, it's like insurance just in case something bad happens. Like LSU is a perfect example. Was the defense great last year? No, but they had games where they had key stops and often was able to come back and get the game, the game together. So I think, <clears throat> so I think, I think you can have explosive offense you can have an okay defense, but as long as they can make key stops at key times, so the offense can kind of get 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 everything together, I think that's I think that that'll be good. And I think one of the reason why you see a lot of bad defenses in the college football and the NFL, I think for one is miscommunication. Guys aren't really talking to each other. Like for example, you know, if if I'm a cornerback and you're a safety and you and and I'm expecting you to be back there. But you all of a sudden running for the blitz. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I just let my wide receiver just go down the field. He scores a touchdown. The problem is it is mis- miscommunication. Guys need to talk to each other. Need to say, hey, I'm going to do this. So that means you have to do this. So that so if the safe like so if the safety is like, okay, I'm going to blitz. Cornerback, you need to, you need to guard this guy one on one. No communication. Um, and I, and I think that's one of the big things. Trust is not there, and just bad tackling. But back to I think you can. I think you can have an uh, okay defense. It's just they just have to make stops at the right time. Yeah, and I like what um, you know. And, and forgive me for being a homer, but I really like what Barry Odom is doing at Arkansas um, against these you know pass heavy teams that they know they're going to pass. Well, we're going three man rush every time. And, and, mm-hmm. and we're playing, oh. we're playing safety, and 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 that leads to six interceptions. You know, so that um, that is one thing that I noticed that Texas A&M was doing in their game. Uh, I I guess it was against Alabama. Um, is Alabama like Texas A&M was trying to rush five on third and long? It's like why? <laughs> You want the quarterback to sit in the pocket and make a stupid play, you know, make a stupid throw because you've got too many guys in the, you know, back in defense and coverage. And we've got a good three down lineman, you know, and every time we'd bring those extra two guys that would free up a man and he'd drop it over the top. Mm -hmm. And I called it every single time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think, I guess they learned that because versus Mississippi state, we were only bringing three down linemen, you know, on, on the rush. Like we didn't bring those extra linemen except every once in a while just to throw them off. And even then it was only like a four, you know, a fourth and then maybe occasionally a fifth, you know? So like, if you can do it with three down linemen, why bring extra, you know, <laughs> right. you're, you're selling out on, on the rush when all you got to do is plug up the holes and make sure the quarterback don't go nowhere. And, uh, what's his nuts at Alabama? Um, their quarterback, Matt, Matt something, uh, Matt Jones, Mac Jones, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah. Mac Jones. He ain't a runner. I mean, like he's, he's not slow, but he ain't a runner. And so if you're bringing five, de- you know, five linemen, he's going to sit back in the pocket. He's going to make his quick throw. And then his guy's going to be off to the races. If you force him to sit back in the pocket and look at guys that are double and triple covered, you know, like, he's he's not going to know what to do. He's going to try to run, and then we're going to peel off. We're going to have a linebacker come up and plaster him. And I don't know why Texas A&M didn't do that. If they did that, we probably could have won that game. Um, and yeah, yeah, so, Mac, Mac, yeah Jones, Mac, Mac Jones is a good example, man, because he's a very smart quarterback, man. Like you, right. you, you rush five guys with that guy, he's, he's going to throw a shovel pass to Najee Harris or somebody, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the problem about only rushing three against uh, Alabama is Najee Harris. Yeah. I mean, you hand the ball to him right. rushing three. But, he's no, when they're the selling line. out, they've oh, got four for, When they've got an empty backfield, though, that's what I'm saying. It's third and long. They've got an empty backfield, and Texas A&M is rushing five. You know, mm-hmm. it's – yeah. So, anyway, that, that was my point. JB reminded me of that, and that's one thing that I can chime in on because that's one thing that I saw. <laughs> but uh, – but- but also, I think also another thing is that you have to be careful with the blitz, especially nowadays, because now teams are spreading out four or five wide, and if the blitz is not there, then 
all like for Alabama, all they gotta do is just do a quick hitch route and that, and bam, seventy five yards to the house, and mm-hmm. he got the band playing playing. So I think, you know, I think again, you could have a, a a good defense. It's just times have changed, and also another thing I will say is the way the game is refereed is also another key that a lot of people don't talk about. Because nowadays, you know, cornerbacks, they can't get up in the wide receiver's faces like that. Also, another thing, you know, uh, you, you got to be careful how you hit. Because is it fair? No. Because I hate the fact that when, you know, a, a, a defender's coming for a tackle and the, and the guy has the ball. So, like, for example, if the defender target is that guy's midsection, then the guy dips his head down. Then it's a head-on head, head on collision. Then it's like, oh, that's a targeting. You're out of the game. It's like. He did not meant to hit them in the head, but hit him hit him in midsection. So I think the 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 way the game is refereed is another big thing that we talk about that that Luffy don't talk about. Yeah, you're right there. I mean the the they've gotten a lot softer on uh, quarterbacks and and offensive players. So it's it the system now is designed to give the offense a competitive edge. So that, you know that's why we see that. And yeah, so. But anyway, um, I think we can move on to our next topic, which is Calvin's crusty corner. Oh my crusty! I don't know how you oh. read my mind, but that's exactly what I. Oh had next. okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me. I've been. We've been. We've been doing this long enough. I can read your mind, Rob. All right, all right. So do it right in the middle. All right, so let me so let me get straight to the point. Here's my problem. My problem is that these that these college presidents are trifling. They they are shift they are shiftless trifling, um and they are wrong and let me explain why I know you want to cap what are you talking about let me explain, so we all know COVID's out there you know COVID you know everyone, you know in the number one way of getting it is human human interaction, so they are allowing their schools to open, and have a college football season. But here's my thing, why are you, why are you putting these players in these in these dangerous positions? Cause think about it. It always that one little weirdo kid at, at college that can get next to a football player, cough on them, or do something, and guess what? That football player is carrying COVID and might it might wreck your host. And we've seen this with the, the Big Ten. They've been absolutely they've been atrocious with theirs. Or uh, the Big Ten, um, the SEC in some way. See the see the thing is these these presidents they want they want to do all this stuff because they they know that if they close the school down and only allow football players there they will recognize these football players are employees and they don't want to pay these, they don't they want to play these football players because they still think it's amateurism but we all know it's not really amateurism because I'm just saying you know you know you can't you know these players be making billions of dollars after school and they ain't getting cut but that that's why they trash me because here's my thing how can you sit here. Have, open your campus, open your campus, and still try to have a football season. You now, I know a lot of y'all don't like what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say what they should have done. They should have closed the campus and only, only for the football players, and and just had online online schooling. That, that's my opinion. That's my viewpoint. I know a lot of y'all talking about that's wrong for the kids. Look here, look here. They they don't even, they don't even have to go to school. These these presidents are so trifling that they are not recognized that these that these football players are employees. <laughs> they, they 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 don't they don't want they don't want to pay them they don't want to pay them all that money, and it's shame. Right. Exactly, I one hundred percent agree. And, and, there's and, a great and, South and this, Park and this episode on that. That's a conversation. And this, and this ain't about race. And this ain't about race because black and white players deal with this stuff. <coughs> Excuse me, Calvin over there with the COVID. Yeah. Oh no! I, no, he, no, we <laughs> hey, yeah, says JB, who's coughed three times now. Oh yes, Calvin coughs once, and suddenly he's got COVID. But JB does I it three times. Why. I, I have a lifetime. Uh, I have a lifetime chronic cough right now. You know, I, I, I see what's really going on. They trying to uh, profile me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, please. we all know why. No, Calvin, like what you were talking about about. Uh, student athletes actually being employees but the the university not wanting to uh pay them like i i I don't know how the majority of the group feels about uh you know south park and so i don't want to be cause for stumbling for anybody but if you feel so inclined there is a an episode of south park called the crack baby athletic association (laughs) the the fat one in the group who is always hatching the devious evil plans 
is trying to find out how to make money off of these crack babies um, <laughs> who like go to these, uh, you know, go to these charities, you know, and like these people care on them and love on them and help them deal with, you know, their fetal uh, cocaine addiction or whatever, um, like, you know, post post birth or whatever. And he goes to the, the commissioner of the NCAA and uh, he, he dressed up like Colonel Sanders, basically talking to the Confederate, and he's trying to figure out how they get away without paying the student athletes. And he's like, Ooh, you know, he's like talk. he's looking at the student athletes. He's like, I'll pay you 50 for that one and 10 for that one. And he's like, what? And he's like, well, they were, you know, they're, they're your slaves. Are they not? And he's like, they're student athletes. And Cotman's like, oh, student athletes. You know, so anyway, talk about, you know, the NCAA and schools taking advantage of their, their student athletes. And it just reminded me of that. So. Uh, okay. Okay. Bill Fork is bad. Okay. Okay. And it's funny because I'm actually like, uh, probably about 45 minutes, uh, 45 minutes, an hour from uh, the, the actual county where se- the show is based on right now. So nice. anyway, I didn't mean to derail your crusty corner. You know, oh, you no, seem- no. I want to tag yeah. on. You got to have taggerty. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, Rob, you do. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Huh? No. Uh, all right, so what's next? This is the fun conversation that um, I am in the minority in this group. East well, versus speak on West. Based what? on what? This is a conversation that comes on every comes up every year and the West always shuts it down immediately. But this year the East and the West are more even than a lot of the yeah. Alabama fans want to admit. I can agree with that, yeah. Um I'm not gonna go as far as to say the East is necessarily better than the West, but I would say that yeah, the either. two divisions are are a little more even this year. Like, you know, LSU is is down, decent. They're down. Like, Auburn is definitely down. Down. They like have like one win this year. Um, <laughs> they should. Kentucky is the only win that they deserve. Actually should, and and that's because Kentucky shot themselves in the foot. So we're really looking at it like Kentucky didn't turn the ball over ten times, and you know. Maybe a win, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but I mean, then you know, Arkansas is on the rise. So, um, hey uh, guys, my my phone's getting ready to kick the bucket, even though I got it plugged in. So I'm gonna go ahead and dip out of the call. I appreciate y'all hitting me up, and uh, right, take I hope care. the rest of the cast hey, goes really well. Uh, send uh-huh. us your picks. Oh yeah, chat. I'll uh, I'll send some in the in the group, and maybe even post them to the. Uh, Post them to the actual page, um, but right. I'm definitely going to be throwing them up on my Insta as well. So, um, all right, y'all, all right. catch you later. Right, See you. Much love. Peace. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, so it's, just want to. It's definitely, see, definitely. Y'all thought about it. Yeah, it's definitely more even now. I mean, you see that. Um, was it South Carolina beat Auburn? I mean, that's <laughs> you know, yeah. one of the worst teams in the East is beating historically supposed to be one of the best teams in the West. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, like you said, LSU is down. Auburn is down. Um, Arkansas is on the rise, but they're still down. I mean, they've, been, they've had down years, like for the last few years. Um, and they're still going to be mediocre at best in Sam Pittman's first year. And the Mississippi schools, they're both, they both have, you know, their head coaches or the, their first year there. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, not going to be great either so mm-hmm. um you've got basically alabama <laughs> and everybody else in the west um and with in the east so i mean florida they did lose this up to texas a&m texas a&m is a wild mm-hmm. card too um it's like, it's like you said you don't know what's going to happen with them so i mean they they could be on the rise too you don't know we don't know 
Um, Jimbo's won a national championship before, so you can't count him out. Um, but yeah, uh, Florida, Georgia all look good. Tennessee is looking like they might be okay, even though they lost. Oh, uh, uh, who they lose to that I just said earlier? Uh, Missouri or somebody? Yeah, Missouri yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah, Pruitt stays with that quarterback. He, that, I don't know why he stays with that crew, that guy from uh, New York. I can't. He got a long name. He stays with that guy. I don't know why. Geronimo Guantanamo. Guantanamo. He stays with him way too long. <laughs> like it's, an, it's like here's, a. Here's here's the thing about Tennessee. They actually have a fairly good team this year. Like it's a decent team, but their quarterback situation is a straight yeah. fire. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, all the like they. Take out him after throwing two straight picks. What, one of the pick sixes, both of them? And I then another the guy comes in, the freshman, he throws a pick right away. Yeah. It's like, like, dude, y'all just. Y'all like, what did you see out there? Yeah, it's really sad when Guantanamo is your best quarterback. <laughs> That's really, really sad. <laughs> but, um, but I think I, I, I would agree. Um, the East. I think more of it is because teams in the West have gone down this year. I mean, we look at the East, Florida, I thought they could contend with Alabama, but I'm like, I don't think so. Georgia, they showed that they can, but, you know, they from they for they in the state of Georgia. We know how this Georgia team do. But, um... <laughs> don't make, you me, know, don't it, make me cry, man. You know, it's just... I, 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 could, I could agree with that. Like, if you take Alabama from the West, then the West is just as bad. West might be even worse. But just, yeah. Just, yeah, I, I could agree with that. Just it, it, it's, it's starting to get in a balance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember somebody in the tavern said, uh, is the East better than the West this year? And then, you know, a bunch of people posting stupid uh, gifts and memes and all that. Mostly gifts, but then uh, and then somebody said, if I don't remember who it was, somebody said, if Alabama, um, if if Georgia beats Alabama, I'll believe it. I was like, okay, that that doesn't like, yeah, really don't that make, doesn't make the West, East versus the West like it's a horrible argument. That's that's like saying um, that's like saying the SEC is the best conference because Alabama's won so many national championships. Well, just because your well, best I, team is they're good. saying they're saying that because. I, they're saying that Alabama makes up for the entire West right now, so it doesn't matter if the East is any good, which is a stupid argument. Yeah, they're not. The West is not just made up of Alabama. Alabama is not our ambassador. Let's just <laughs> we're a whole division, guys. Uh, and I think the I think with the West, um, a lot of the people that are elitists about the West are it just comes from a of a complex that they have, man. They want, they want to, <laughs> they want to feel like their division is tough because, Hey, if we only have five or six wins, it's because we're in the best division. Right. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where that's going to talk from. about a wild card that or the team that I just, is it's hard to figure out is Kentucky, man. <laughs> right. Like they destroy, like absolutely destroy Tennessee at Tennessee. Yeah. And then they get beat by Missouri. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it wasn't even close. It was like, I mean, well, it wasn't that bad, but I mean, it wasn't, you know, a seven point game or anything. I'm just like, I, granted, Missouri's got a good quarterback. The kid's good, but the team overall is not that good. Yeah. They should not have beaten Kentucky. <laughs> I did not see that game. I unfortunately didn't get to watch. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that game. You know, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch something else. I'm not gonna. I watch just this. heard about Auburn getting, you know, or uh, no, it wasn't this week. It was, who was it? What game was it? This week, that was the refs screwed up again. Last week, I mean, the the SEC refs have been garbage. Oh gosh, yeah. You talking about the Auburn, like, uh, Ole Miss game? Oh, Ole Miss game. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and they got lucky, and then. Lane Train goes on Twitter and gets fined $25,000 yeah. which I think is hilarious. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's true. Like, I wonder how many pennies it would take to take $25,000. So, so can you explain to me what happened? So can you explain to me what happened to the Ole Miss game? 
I didn't see the play. I never saw it because oh, okay. I didn't get to watch the game. But um, uh, it was something involving the kickoff and a play that should have been reviewed. Um, and they didn't bother to review it. The booth said, we're not going to review it. The thing is, is I've noticed that there seems to be like this general rule on kickoffs that we're just not going to review anything. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. We're just not going to review it, which is complete crap. And the thing about, like, there was there's a page on Twitter that was set up specifically for tweeting at the SEC officials, yet now Lane Kiffin does that, and he gets fined. So, like, why did you put it there if nobody can tweet yeah. at it? That was the whole point of it, is so that, I mean, so I, I don't know. It, it's a whole mess of situation, but they've made a a joke out of this year uh, and officiating like the, the amount of things that they've screwed up and like key moments that they've just, most of them involving Auburn. Well, it <laughs> just, it just goes to show though, man, that unions are straight up gangsters because you yeah. know, they set up checks and ba- really? they set up checks and balances for these referees, but you know what? They, they, they're unionized and they're going to oh, make, really? make, make you hurt if you're going to try to use them. <laughs> Like, oh man! Oh man! Let's let's get on into picks. I, I, I can be frustrated over the rest. All like, yeah. They haven't even screwed up. They haven't really even like, contrary to most years, they haven't really done that much damage to Georgia. Georgia's mostly deserved the penalties they've gotten, but still, I hate seeing it. Mm-hmm. I hate games being determined by something that stupid like Arkansas and Auburn. Mm. Oh, that that was a travesty. Mm -hmm. That that was one of the worst I've seen because, I mean, it was clear as day. You can't tell me there was not indisputable evidence to overturn that, but the problem is they couldn't overturn it because they had blown it dead. It's just like, okay. Like the technical rule was right, but they shouldn't have blown it dead. Yeah. See, see, real quick, one thing that I am strongly in favor of is I think every play, no play should be blown dead. If it's a penalty, let the play happen, and then every penalty should be able to be accepted or denied or declined. Here's the reason why. Field goals. When um, – is it – not field goals. Like, there, there are certain plays where you – where they're automatically accepted, but you may not want to take – the penalty oh okay you see what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. so like say somebody kicked field goal and um i'm trying to think of i had an example i can't think of but anyway there, there are certain cases where you don't want to take the penalty because it actually goes against you but it's an automatically accepted penalty false start is one of those you can't decline a false start penalty i don't think Mm-mm. because it's a dead ball penalty yeah so um, now, I mean, most of the time you wouldn't want to, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you kick a field goal and they get, and they miss it, but they get a uh, um, false start, well, they blew it dead, but he kicked it anyway and he missed it. Well, then they get another kick. Oh, yeah, I think that's yeah. ridiculous. Let the kick, let the play go, and then they can decline it because they missed the kick and it's a turnover. Yeah, yeah. To me, like, like that, if, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. Yeah, it's like I mean, if you just let the like like a false start and and say I get a sack and they lose eight yards instead of five, well, you know what? I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take the sack. I'm not gonna t- accept a five yard penalty. You know what I mean? And and replay right. and replay the down. <laughs> you know, like yeah. So yeah. I, mm. But in the same sense, if you don't know, like, like when he when he spiked the ball. If you didn't know for sure that it was a forward pass, why'd you blow it dead if that's the rule? Like, you should let it play out. Mm-hmm. Or change the rule to where you can review it and say, hey, this was clearly, regardless of blowing it dead, this was clearly a backwards pass. It's a fumble, it's a turnover. Mm-hmm. You got to do something because that just can't happen again. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I agree. I don't care who, what team it was. That's ridiculous. Yep. But. I can go on about it all day. <laughs> um, let's make picks. All right. Um, let's see. Let's start with one that we all, I think we're all going to uh, pick the same one. 
Mississippi State versus Bama. Bama is a 30 and a half point favorite. Whew. The over under is 63 and a half. JB, what do you uh, think? I'm taking Bama, and uh, man, that's a lot of points there. I don't think I'm going to take the points. I'm going to say uh, Mississippi State scores scores more on them than they're getting credit for, uh, and I will take the over. So I'll uh, I'll say they don't cover, but they do go over the points anyway. Right on. I, I got Alabama win. I think Mississippi State could be a wild card team because they got some good offensive weapons in the passing game, but they have absolutely no running game at all. Their running game is just – Gone. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, they ran for a negative two yards against A and M. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but I think oh they win. Um, so so I'm not so I'm not really really good with gambling. So what do you mean by cover? Will they score more than sixty three points both teams? No, no, that's over. He means they won't cover the thirty and a half point spread. Meaning, um, Bama won't win by at least thirty one. I, I say, I say slightly over. They'll win by 32, 32, 31. I cover, think right? they'll, yeah, I think they'll cover. Um, I don't know. 63 and a half. I don't think, I, I don't think, the, I think the total points going to be 63 and a half. I think it'll just be, I think it'll be maybe like in 55 to 58 range. Okay, so take it down there. All right. I mean, I'm clearly taking the no-brainer pick. Um, I'll, I'll say that they win by 28. I'm taking that they do not cover the spread and I will take the over. All right. Um, let's see. All right. We got, um, Missouri and Florida. Florida is favored by 12 and a half points, which I think is quite, um, generous for Missouri. Um, yeah, very much so. Again, we hadn't get into my pick. Uh, sixty-one and a half is the over/under. JB. Um, I'm taking Florida, and I'm taking the points in Gainesville. They do cover. Um, and I will say that uh, let's. Well, they've been scoring a lot, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the over too. All right. I, I have over, but actually, I think. Florida might win maybe by twenty points. I think I think they're giving Missouri a lot more credit for, you know, giving them under twelve. I think mm-hmm. Florida will win by at least by twenty. By twenty, I think. Uh, yeah. I think they won't go over the, the spread with points. Yeah, I'm taking Florida by twenty one at least, and well twenty twenty one uh, round three touchdowns. Um, and I'll take that over. I think Missouri scores a good amount of points. They have a good quarterback, and Florida's defense has not shown up this year. Um, and so I think I think Missouri will get some points, but uh, it's not going to be a low-scoring game total. Can we just can uh, we just step back and just uh, laugh about the fact that we we have covered three SEC games? SEC games, right? And they're all mm-hmm. uh, the over under is over sixty points. <laughs> so it's just that's not Times that's, have that's not historical SEC football, guys. <laughs> well, we're done two. Want to pick two? Oh, two. Well, I was, okay. I was looking at <laughs> I was looking at that. But there's there's four total that are over sixty. But anyway. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Next, Ole Miss versus Vandy. Again, I don't think we all know who's picking here. Ole Miss is favored by 16 and a half, and over-under is 64. Could be 16 and a half, could be 30. I'd probably still take them on the points, man. <laughs> uh, Vandy's not good. Um, Ole Miss isn't good either, but they've got a really good offense, um, and I think they run the score up on them, man. And I'll take I'll take the points, and I'll take the over. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the upset. I'm going with Vanderbilt, ooh, and here's why. Ooh. Because, here's why. Because ain't no 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 favorites is going to win. Uh, not all the favorites going to win. So I'm I'm going I'm going out there. I'm I'm, I'm they're going to be an upset somewhere. Well, I don't know where. Arkansas. So I'm th- I'm pick- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. 
I mean, you know, y'all are dealing with Killer Moss, so you could mess up at any time. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with Vanderbilt winning seventeen to fourteen, and they don't cover spread. And I don't, they won't score. Up, I think that'll be that'll be score. Vanderbilt seventeen, Ole Miss fourteen. All right, going with the bad self. I'm I'm yeah. easily taking Ole Miss. I think that uh, Ole Miss wins by. About 40 points. Yeah. Um, I'll take him over. Um, this is a no-brainer for me. It's not even close. I said earlier I think Vanderbilt is going 0-10 this year, and I'm sticking by that pick. I do not see them beating a single team in the SEC this year. Um, so there we have it. Uh, next we got LSU versus Auburn. LSU is favored by three. <laughs> And the over under is sixty five. These sixty points, Brett. The over under. Um, I'm gonna take LSU in this, and I see they cover the three point spread. Um, LSU played a lot better last week, and and it's because they they finally took the quarterback out. Um, I think we're gonna see it. And ran the ball. And ran the ball, yeah. I think we're gonna yeah, see were- a new rejuvenated LSU team for the rest of the year. So I, that whole debacle at Mississippi against Mississippi State that's not going to happen again um I, I like LSU in this game uh, and I I mean I, I'm not going to say I'll, I'll take the under on the points I'm going ooh, I want to go with Auburn but I don't trust Bo Nix so I'm going with LSU <laughs> by five I think it'll be 27 to like 22 23 all right. All right. I will take LSU. I don't think Auburn's that good. Um, all right, next we got Georgia and Kentucky. It's a noon kick. UGA is favored by 17 over under, sits at 42 and a half. I mean, I'm going to take Georgia, but with that spread and the the way Kentucky plays with, with them being such a wild card, um, I think I'm going to say that they don't cover the 17 points. Um, and... Uh, I'll take the over on the points too, slightly over. Um, I mean, it's, that's a lo- that's a low over under, so I think they'll go slightly over that. Right. I, I think I think Georgia will dominate. I think Georgia talent wise, they still one of the most talented teams in the SEC. I think the coaching they got a little scared against Bama. We gonna talk about that, but I think uh, I think Georgia is gonna mm-hmm. win. And um, I will say this about Georgia. Georgia is a very good team. I like their quarterback. I mean, he's no, you know, big time recruit, but I like him. He's steady. Um, he could, he can make, I wish he could make better plays every once in a while, but you know, as long as they can, they can, they can get behind that running game, get behind that big old offensive line and got that defense. I think that, I think that, I think they're going to beat Kentucky. And, um, I think they'll win by 21. I think they'll win by 21. All right. Right. You're going to say the over or under on the point. What's the, what's the points? Over-under is 42.5. I'll say they hit it right at 43. I'll say they go over. I think Georgia wins 31-10. Okay. I think Georgia's pissed. Simply enough. Uh, Georgia a lot of times does struggle playing against Kentucky, but it's not at night. Um, when they play at in Lexington, but it's not at night. Um I think Georgia covers, and I'll take I'll take the over. It's not a significantly high amount. I think Georgia's defense is is going to show that Alabama's offensive prowess um, mm-hmm. was a uh, a fluke on their defense, and uh, I think Georgia's offense is going to be out to prove that they don't that they can actually move the ball. So. Um, um, I'll say that they cover and, and uh, take the over. 
And finally, we have you y'all's teams, Arkansas and A&M. A&M is favored by 12 points, and the over-under is 54 and a half. Ooh, there's some high numbers. This is crack high and, it, and it's not in Arlington this year. It is at College Station. Yep. So, <clears throat> um, a lot, I want to talk about this for just a second. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, how how historical this game is, right? Because uh, Texas A&M has just been in the SEC for, what, seven years or something, so most SEC fans don't understand um, how how big and how uh, um, decorated how, how how old this rivalry is, right? Um, just take a guess what the oldest rivalry in the SEC is, both of y'all. Oh, uh, Georgia and Auburn. Nope. That's gonna be South's oldest, not the oldest. Uh, oh, okay. Well, since you're talking about it, Arkansas and A and M. No, it's actually the Egg Bowl uh, at 116. Uh-huh. And then it's uh, the Cocktail Party. And then it's the Iron Bowl. And then it is the Southwest Classic. Um, that Georgia-Auburn might be in there somewhere. I don't, I don't think I looked that one up. I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's, it's at least top five in the SEC. Uh, people don't realize that. Um, They've, they've met 76 times. Arkansas um, has pretty much dominated. I think they've won like maybe 60% of the games. It's, I wouldn't call that a super domination. Um, but that's mainly because, you know, they've lost the last seven. So um, it would be a lot, the spread would be a lot more. Um, I said all of that to say, uh, you don't know what's going to happen in this game, man. That 12-point spread that means squat uh, in this game. Um, I could easily see this being another overtime game between Arkansas and A&M, which seems to happen every other year. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Arkansas could be the worst team in the country and Texas A&M could only have one loss and, and against Clemson, you know, <laughs> and that game is going to go overtime. And that's what happened a few years ago, man. Like it, <laughs> It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm not going to pick Arkansas, but I will say that they, that A&M does not cover the spread. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think it's going to be a one score game. Um, and it may be who has the ball at the end of the game, uh, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going A&M by, you know, one score and I'll take, I will take the over on the points because our defense is going to score two touchdowns. <laughs> everything, everything JB said, I agree with word for word. So I, I don't have nothing much to say. Not right. so fast. Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I that's that's going to be my upset of the week. Look, I, I, I think A&M is a good team. I think they're mm-hmm. probably the second-best team behind Alabama in the West. Um, but Arkansas was one of those teams this year that's scratching and clawing, and I think A&M is going into this game thinking we're at home, we're going to take this easily, we're going to run over them. And, it, I mean – I wouldn't put money on this game for Arkansas, but as as I have no stakes in this other than the pride of making sure you know picking on this podcast for the tavern, um, I will take Arkansas with the upset. And I hope you're right. Just so so you know, JB, um, I have a card of the Georgia's first season. It was two games, and guess who? They played Auburn in Florida. <laughs> Auburn and Mercer. Mercer. Okay. <laughs> they lost to Auburn ten to nothing in eighteen ninety two. Nice. And they played Mercer and you know beat them badly. But yeah, I have a card that has the original. You know, like the original team it was a super small team, not yeah. like it is today. But well, when I was um, saying the oldest rivalry, I meant the most meetings. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't, they they could have more than Arkansas and eight in anyway, but I don't remember even looking that up. Um, but yeah, so. Well, the the series is sixty one fifty six and eight as far as win loss tie. Oh gosh, that's that's more than the Egg Bowl then. Yeah, they've had a lot. But I don't know why I didn't look that one up. The South's oldest oldest rivalry. I should have looked that up, right? Uh, yeah. But anyway. So, I mean, that's that's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well. I think that's it. Um, we're going to end the show with uh, Arkansas winning, apparently. And I love that. It makes me <laughs> so happy. Um, but uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. And uh, just remember, brothers, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And we'll see you in the tavern. <laughs>